This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Mark Willard, and this is Inside Giant Moments, presented by T-Mobile, an official San Francisco Giants podcast. In season one, we looked back at some of the most iconic moments in franchise history. Now, it's time to focus on the present and future. We'll cover memorable wins and the off-field moments, interests, and personalities of the 2021 Giants team and staff. Join us for season two of Inside Giant Moments, now. While the starting lineup for the Giants will have a number of familiar faces, some key roles will be filled by newcomers. Let's get to know a couple of them. Infielder Tommy Listella and catcher Kurt Casale will both play prominent roles this year. We start with Listella, who continues an eight-year big league career highlighted by a 2019 All-Star selection. Having signed a three-year deal with the Giants in February, Listella is poised to be a major piece of the future puzzle. Uh, you're now entering your eighth season, but I-, I wanted to start by asking, is it true that years ago in high school uh, you quit baseball for, for a minute because you were burned out? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, it was junior summer, um, big recruiting summer, and um, it's kind of one of those moments where I was like, I don't know if I, I really want to do this, a lot of traveling, and um, yeah, I, I stepped away. And I'm glad I did because it gave me some perspective and um, I realized how fortunate I was to be able to do it and stepping away, unfortunately. Um, but it, it gave me that perspective to get back into it and have a better appreciation for it. Yeah, during that time, how did you rediscover a love for the game? Um, I think, firstly, for me was, you know, so many of my friends in high school were involved with it and we had played together and, and had a really good time. And um, I think the thought of missing out on that, at least for my senior year was something that, that weighed on me. And I think that was probably the initial thing that was um, kind of got me going again was the chance to play with them uh, one more time for our senior season and try and win a championship. And, you know, kind of from there, just gradually rediscovering, a little bit out of time why why I like the game why I played and the fact that I was good and I didn't want to squander that opportunity uh, throughout the remainder of your career as you become uh, a professional and then a big leaguer have you ever sort of experienced that again have, have you had some ebbs and flows with regard to you know your your energy for what you're doing yeah definitely I think um, you know I think that's pretty common it's it's a difficult game um and it's it's a long season it's a grind a lot of ups and downs um but i think you know over the years being able to talk with family and friends and um get into other things besides baseball um you know in between games and in between workouts and things like that to kind of take my mind off it and be able to reset and um refocus when it's time to pick it back up again the next day has been has been really helpful 
What would you say is your career highlight so far? I would say probably the the World Series with the Cubs in, in 2016. Um, being a part of that group was really special, and they did things the right way, and they set a great example for, for younger guys like me. So to be able to be around that and um, – yeah, just be a part of it. It was it was something I'll never forget, and I learned a lot. Um, I I have it, and correct me if I'm wrong. That in that postseason run, uh, you, you came to the plate just one time, and I think it came against the Giants in in that particular round. What what was your experience uh, through through that whole run? Not much. Yeah, I think I think that was that was it. Just the one time. Um, I think it was in the NLDS. Um, yeah, not much. Mostly just a uh, cheerleader sitting there watching the guys do their thing. But it was uh, it was special. Like I said, that, that World Series in Cleveland, even just getting to be there and, and watching and um, what those guys did with how much pressure was, was on them and how much was on the line for the city of Chicago. It was, it was incredible to watch. Uh, you said that they do it the right way, set a good example for young players, which you were at that time. What, what did you take from the veterans that year? A lot. I think mainly just the way they went about their business. I, I don't think anything can really prepare you for how difficult it is to be um, a major league or first league, but to go out there and do it every single night like a lot of these guys did as everyday players. Um, it's intense and it's a grind. And seeing the way they went about their work and the way they carried themselves and the way they prepared to be successful night in and night out was uh, – it made an impact on me, and it was something that uh, I, you know, I tried to take with me uh, when I left and went to LA. Um, where's and where's the ring now? Where do you, where do you keep that? Uh, the ring is in a safe deposit box. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you probably haven't seen it in a while. Is that right? <laughs> I have not seen it in a while now. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're joining your fourth team in a matter of three years, uh, but now you've got yourself a three-year deal with the Giants. How how does that stability sort of uh, feel for you right now? It's nice. I think, um, you know, going through this free agent process for the first time, I, I wanted to be a part of something for longer than just one to two years, and, and that was important for me to be able to be around familiar faces, develop relationships, and um, collaborate with people for, for more than just a year or two at a time and, and to hopefully be a part of something special. And what was the free agency experience like? Um, it was it was a challenge at times. I think, you know, kind of with everything hanging in the balance like that and, and so much uncertainty. Um, and I think, obviously, that process was compounded by the 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 state of everything um, with the virus and uh, what we went through as a sport last year. Um, I think the fact that everybody was kind of in the same boat was, uh, you know, made it a little bit easier to endure. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, kind of waiting around and not knowing how it was going to, to play out was a little nerve wracking. And I, I definitely have a, a new respect for the guys who have come before me, who have gone through this process multiple times. It's uh, it, it can be difficult. Did it meet your expectations, though? Like in the end, in the final analysis, did did, did you sort of end up uh, with uh, w- with what you expected to to end up with? Absolutely, yeah. I think, um, like I said, for me, you know, we were we were 
really hoping for three years because, you know, for, for a lot of reasons, but mainly just so that I could be a part of something for, like I said, more than just the one to two. And, um, you know, the fact that hopefully we'll be in, in San Francisco for the next three years is I couldn't ask for anything more than that. Uh, Farhan and the Giants were clearly enamored with your walk-to-strikeout ratio. Like, they, they, they made no bones about that. When you're playing, uh, and, and I don't think you can focus on an analytic when you're playing baseball, but, but the approach that leads to that stat, how much focus do you have on it when you're playing? Um, a little bit. I, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I didn't. I wasn't aware of it. I, I think it's a stat for me that I've always kind of paid attention to, even going back to college. Um, for me, it's it's kind of an indicator of what type of a bat I'm putting together. If I'm, I'm taking questionable pitches, um, I should be able to, you know, have a, a higher walk rate. And also, if I'm putting the bat on balls that are in the strike zone, I should have a lower strikeout rate. So I, I do pay attention to it. Um, I would I certainly wouldn't say I obsess over it or anything like that, but I am aware of it. Um, and, and like I said, it's kind of indicative for me of the type of quality of bats that I'm having. I, I got to think if somebody walks that much, eh, eh, you've got a really good eye. Um, and, and so you're a good person to ask uh, what you think about one of the test rules that's going to be going on in the minor leagues this year. Uh, with regard to an, an automatic strike zone, they're going to check this out at, at at single A. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think you know, I'm on board with trying any anything out. Honestly, if if they think it's going to better the game, I think we're in a, a unique transition period in, in the sport where we're making some alterations to the way things have been for a long time. And um, if that's something that they think is going to help. Um, help the game and, and make it ultimately more consistent. I'm, I'm all for it. Um, obviously I think there's questions that need to be answered as far as the consistency of the technology. And, um, I, I don't know how close it is uh, from what I've heard. It's a little bit of a ways off as far as, um, like I said, how reliable the technology is, but I think it, it certainly can hurt to give it a run, see how it goes. And then, uh, you know, make some adjustments from there. All right, can we talk about August 17th of last year? And when I mention that date, do you immediately know what I'm talking about? I do not. You do not. Well, it was just it was just a little walk-off home run against the Giants. No big deal. <laughs> was that in August? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we talk about that night? And, and has this come up since you signed with the team? Yeah, yeah, a couple, a couple times. Yes, it has. <laughs> With who and what was said, if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, the uh, well, I was talking to Yaz about it because uh, I didn't know this until I spoke with him. But uh, you know, when I saw the replay of it, like the the ball kind of came off the wall, and then he, you know, threw his head down to the side. I thought it was more just out of like disappointment. I, I guess I heard after that it was a. <laughs> particularly difficult stretch of games for you guys and then yes. uh, he told me after the <laughs> he told me after the fact that the ball had actually hit him in the face coming off the wall uh, which I didn't realize so we had a, a good laugh about that but yeah it has come up a couple times yeah I get I mean he got some heat when he got back to the clubhouse because I think some of the some of the people with the team are like dude you're kind of showing up your pitcher by showing that frustration he's like no the ball hit me in the face <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, you yeah. were you you were the uh, you were the poster guy 
for uh, for a very difficult stretch of games. And 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 as you may or may not know, the Giants missed the playoffs by one game, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, I did hear that. I'll, I'll take responsibility on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you were saving it for this year. How about that? Yeah, yeah, glad to be on the other side now. Okay, perfect. Uh, all right, let's get to know you a little bit. How would you describe yourself? Um, I don't know. I, I, I like to read. I would say um, particularly history, um, believe it or not. It's, it's kind of something that I, I, I'll geek out on and – um, I do enjoy going back and just kind of seeing the progression of things and how um, different time periods transitioned into what came after and what came after that and kind of how we got to this point. Um, so I do like to read. Um, and I would say other than that, big focus on Mario Kart N64. That's probably okay. – uh, <laughs> The thing I do best in my life is is Nintendo 64 Mario Kart. So uh, me and my fiance, when we get a spare moment, we'll we'll run a few, and um, we definitely enjoy that. Uh, I, that's pretty retro of you, bud. Yeah, I know. And I tried the new one on the Wii or, or whatever with the steering wheel. It wasn't the same. I gave it one run, and then I was like the grandpa. I was like, yeah, it's not like it was back in my day. That's pretty much it. Um, I'm glad you just mentioned your fiance. I, a couple years ago, I saw that social media prank the Cubs played with Anthony Rizzo uh, acting like they were all looking for a life partner for you. Did, did did you know that that was coming at the time? I didn't know, but I uh, I definitely had it coming to me. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yeah. Looking, looking back, I'm thinking like, wow, what was I thinking? But uh, yeah, I definitely had a comment to me. I was kind of in like a little bit of like this parking thing with uh, Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer um, parking in their spots. and um, So yeah, they, they took it easy on me. But yeah, I, I had no idea that was coming. Okay, that didn't directly lead to you meeting your fiance, did it? No, no. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> uh, so what's uh, what's... What's your plan there? When did when did you propose and when are you getting married? Do you have a plan already? Uh, we don't. We were we were planning on um, this off season, but with everything going on, uh, obviously had to to table that. We were yep. you know looking at next off season, but uh, we're we're probably not going to be doing anything significant anyway. It'll it'll just be uh, a few of us, so we can probably throw that together last minute. Um, and I you know we're probably looking at she's. She's from Florida, so we'll probably look at somewhere down there to do it. Sounds good. Uh, you admitted in that that Cubs video, by the way, that you're a huge fan of Friends. Uh, are you aware of what a big deal Friends is on this particular Giants team? Uh, I'm not, other than um, Flores' walkout, which I right. love, which is crowd pleaser too so I, I don't know outside of that is there something i don't know well no like so yes wilmer is obsessed with it uh I, mauricio dubon is uh it's his favorite show uh it feels right. like maybe yeah maybe you guys should just put it up on loop in the clubhouse or something i definitely wouldn't oppose to that it is a classic show <laughs> what's your walk-up song gonna be uh i don't have one i don't i don't use a walk-up song oh really um, i haven't yeah, no, I haven't for a couple of years now. I just kind of go with uh, what I mean. I guess they've played like some ambient crowd noise as I've walked up there. But yeah, no, no walk-up song. Okay, uh, who have you clicked with on the team the most so far? 
man, everybody's been great. Um, it's been fun getting to know everybody a little bit at a time. I'd say I, I definitely love picking Yaz's brain on the, the hitting side of things. I mean, he's somebody who stands out immediately as someone who knows what he's trying to do. He has a plan at, at the plate. Um, and he executes it so well. He's so consistent. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't deviate from it. Not that I can tell anyway. Um, and he trusts it. He grooms it. He works it over and over again. And then he just, you know, he trusts it when he gets in the game. And I think there's a lot that uh, I can take from that. I think occasionally I'll, I'll have my plan and then I'll step in there and I'll think, you know, well, okay, but I also want to be able to cover that. And, you know, you get in between. He's somebody that I see just being unrelentingly consistent with his approach and he sticks to it. So I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know him um, and talking, hitting with him. And everybody else has been great. I mean, it's, it's an easy group to get along with. When you signed, you said the Giants were a unique group. What what do you find so unique about it? Uh, it's it's a it's a unique blend of you know some older guys who have been around for a long time, very accomplished players, um, won multiple championships, some of them, and you know a, a younger group of players or who are you know younger in their career but are blossoming into really really good players. So it's a unique mix there and. Um, you know, I probably fit somewhere in the middle between the two, and um, I'm looking forward to learning from both sides. I know you also said that San Francisco was where you wanted to be. What, what, why? What What stood out there? I've always really liked the city, um, and I've heard nothing but amazing things about the area, um, the area surrounding the city, the Mirror Woods, and um, I'm hoping to get an opportunity to, to kind of take it all in. Um, I didn't really get you know, coming in as a visiting player, you don't really get as much time and get a chance to see everything that it has to offer. But, you know, everybody said such wonderful things about it. So I'm really looking forward to getting to explore over the next few years. Yeah, and did you did you get a good uh, a good start in the Bay Area with your time in Oakland last year? Not really, no. We were, you know, because everything that was going on, we were pretty sure. much just confined to the hotel. Yeah, so it was um, pretty much hotel, ballpark, and then back to the hotel, so hopefully uh this year if you know things are a little more open i'll get a chance to see some stuff and what do you think your role is going to be this year where where do you think you're going to play the most uh i don't know um you know i I anticipate bouncing around between first second and third and um we got a very deep team um it's going to be a deep bench and i'm sure there's going to be plenty of times where we're working guys into the fold and there's going to be off days and um, however it lines up, I'm good for second or third. I've been working around the infield, so I'll be ready for whatever. And then what about the lineup? I, we're getting the sense that, that you might be the leadoff hitter. Is that, uh, is that what it's looking like? Um, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I can kind of only go off of what's, uh, what it's looked like for these games. I'm sure, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if I, if I lined up there at certain times during the year, but I'm comfortable wherever in the lineup. Um, you know, two, three, four, all the way down to nine, however it lines up, it doesn't really uh, matter to me. But I would anticipate, I'm sure, lining up in the, uh, the leadoff spot occasionally. Uh, Tommy, great to have you. Uh, that was a whole lot of fun. I really appreciate the time. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate it.
A quick pause here to thank our sponsor. Nobody connects baseball fans to Major League Baseball like T-Mobile, America's largest and fastest 5G network. Just for being a customer, you get a free MLB.tv subscription. That means you can watch every team's out-of-market games, live or on demand, right from your phone. But here's the catch. You have to redeem by April 5th. Visit tmobilecom MLB right now to get your free MLB.tv subscription. That's tmobilecom MLB. Qualifying customers can access the T-Mobile Tuesdays app to sign up for MLB.tv. See blackout details. Awarded fastest 5G by Open Signal Awards based on average speeds in USA. 5G experience report January 2021. Details at T-Mobile.com. And now back to Inside Giant Moments. Kurt Casale seemed destined to be a giant even before he joined the team in January. He is one of Mike Yastrzemski's closest friends as the two attended Vanderbilt together. He also caught a number of current Giants pitchers in his previous stints with the Rays and Reds. Casale will not only serve as Buster Posey's backup, but provide a steady influence for many of the new faces on the Giants pitching staff. Kurt, one of the new guys to the team, and uh, seems like you're, you're just fitting in like a glove on a, on a number of different fronts, which we'll get to for sure. But first and foremost, thank you for doing it. Uh, no problem. Thank you guys for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to shed some light into who I am, I guess. Exactly, right? And we're, we're <laughs> excited to see that light, man. Give, it, give us the Bay Area background. Born in Walnut Creek, but I know you weren't here for very long. So how, how old were you when you left? Uh, man, so that, I think that's it. It's basically born in Walnut Creek, lived there for two years, and then to Atlanta for five, then L.A. for three, and then I, I claim Connecticut is where I grew up. That's where I spent, you know, from fifth grade till I graduated high school. And then, um, you know, I went to college uh, in Nashville, and uh, I've been living in Nashville ever since uh, 07. So it's been all over the place, but uh, every scoreboard in the in the league uh, presents me as a uh, a product from Walnut Creek, California. So I'll take it. Uh, so, what led to all the moving around? My dad was in—he uh, was in sales. He worked—he he was working for like a bedding and mattress and pillow company. That you know, it, instead of just like moving upward, he was you know moving upward and having to move across the country, which is uh, you know at the time I didn't love, but right. um, you know it, it actually led me to have a lot of friends in, in different areas of the country. And, and looking back on it, um, I, I can think of a lot, lot worse ways to, to grow up. So I'm, yeah. I'm kind of thankful for it in some ways. You know, I know in high school, and, and as you mentioned, you claim Connecticut, that area of the country, yeah. and, and you were a football star too, a quarterback, and had a, a high level of success. I'm wondering how does a Northeast area star quarterback not end up pursuing football? Um. I think early, early on, I, I just I identified that baseball was was my path, and uh, you know I, you know between talking to scouts and you know parents and coaches, like you know we we were able to figure out okay I, I might be able to make a career out of this, and um, or at least you know use it to get into a really good school and and, and develop that way. But uh, football football was always really fun for me. I still think it's probably the most fun team sport you can play as a as a young kid and uh, i stick by that even though how, how dangerous it is i, I understand <laughs> that um but just just the the camaraderie of the sport was was really fun but um yeah i, I baseball was always it for me and uh i didn't spend nearly enough time um for, you know preparing for football season that i did for baseball because summers were always about baseball and uh 
it, it was really, really fun. I had, I had a, a, actually a lot of success in, in high school and, um, you know, got to play with some of my best friends. But uh, early on, always baseball, but still nothing nothing but love for, for football. I think it was the absolute time in my life. I mean, you found the one wing of baseball maybe that sort of mimics the physicality of football in that you're a catcher. Do, do you think that there's yeah. a connection there? Is that why you ended up at that position? Um, I think – I think early on it was – I would think I was the only one that could catch or could catch well enough to, you know, demand being put back there, I guess. I didn't want to be a catcher when I was, you know, growing up. I don't think anybody or not many kids grow up and say, I want to be a catcher. Like, that's just not, that's just not, the, that's not the normal path. Like, you want, yeah, I want to be a pitcher. I want to play shortstop or center field or, you know, something cool, something – um, you don't have to put on gear and sweat and things like that. But, uh, um, yeah, early on, I, I got put back there, realized I was pretty good at it, had a, had a different understanding for the game, um, you know, could see the whole field kind of like a quarterback-esque. And, um, yeah, it, it, it turned into a really, really fun fun life and, and career for me. But uh, as, as you mentioned it, yes, it, has, it comes with its aches and pains for sure. Uh, two brothers growing up, right? What, what ages yeah. are they? Uh, in comparison uh, to you, so I'm 32. I'm six and a half years older than my middle brother Andrew, and uh, nine and a half years older than my youngest brother Chase. Andrew played um, college baseball at Maryland, Baltimore County, and now he uh, lives and works in New York City. And my youngest brother Chase um, actually went to Vanderbilt not to play baseball. He had some big-time back issues when he was a, a, a newborn. So he's, he's easily the toughest member uh, in our family. I think he's been through seven, eight, nine back surgeries. Oof. And, um, yeah, but, I mean, you would never know it. He's, he's the toughest guy I know. But he was a student manager for the baseball team at Vanderbilt. He just graduated last year, and now he's um, he's still living in Nashville while getting his master's in, I think, sports management from University of Florida. So he's uh, – He's doing great too, and I get to see him all the time in Nashville, which is really, really cool. So you've got some some years on them, but but having brothers uh, and and all of them being athletes, how did that shape you as an athlete over time? Um, I don't know if it shaped me. I think I think having younger brothers taught me, you know, how to how to look out for somebody, how to you know, mm-hmm. um, maybe maybe nurture or or um, mentor somebody if, if that makes sense it's like it, it kind of gave me practice maybe into you know how uh you know how to read situations how to learn from my failures and, and help maybe the next guy in line um maybe not make the same mistakes that i did and and it's true i mean my, I, I made way more mistakes when i was a kid than than my two younger brothers did i can tell you that firsthand but um nothing nothing serious but just like i always got yelled at because i was the first one to do it and i was like hey, hey andrew Chase, don't do this Right. And you'll be fine. And, and it worked like a charm. It worked like a charm. They're still the favorites in my family, and that's 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 fine with me. So, uh, um, but but in terms of you know how it translates into you know what I'm doing now, I, I, I'd probably need to need to have a think on that one to give you a better answer. Well, I, I wonder if it helped you in taking care of a pitching staff. I mean, a catcher is definitely yeah, a coach on the field. Yeah, maybe. Um, Maybe, I mean, maybe being an older brother helped, um, but I also think that you know uh, 
what, what I did in college at Vandy was probably the most helpful in terms of being able to maybe help uh, better understand how pitchers think, how they react. And, uh, you know, I, I owe a lot of that to uh, my former college pitching coach, Derek Johnson, and my former Reds pitching coach, Derek Johnson. Um, okay, random question. How many times have you seen mm-hmm. Shawshank Redemption? Ooh, I, if I had to guess, 20. Right? Yeah. That's, that's I mean, your... there, there's, a, there's a reason that that's the number one movie, you know, on IMDb's Top 100 or whatever. Like, it's just, if it's on, you just, you sit and watch it. It's like, you can't really flip, you can't flip the channel past Shawshank Redemption, you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. It's, it's definitely... Just, you, just, you keep it on. You just right. have to watch it. <laughs> yep, yep. It's one of the five or six movies that if you are scrolling around on a Friday or Saturday night, you're like, whoop, okay, we're good. We're, we're good here for a couple guess, hours. Yeah. yeah, we're good. I'm, I'm good here. I'm going to, like, it doesn't matter what else could be on. This is good enough for me. Like, it's probably better than what else is going to be around. Yeah. Uh, so so give me the quote. What's, what's the favorite quote from Shawshank? <clears throat> Ooh. Man, that's a great. That is a great question. You put me on the spot. I mean, I've, I've definitely seen it. I mean, I, I don't. I want to do something in Morgan Freeman's just like relaxing, poetic narrative voice. Right. But I think I would be. I think I'd be doing it. A, doing it a, a disjustice. You know what I mean? I, and if I would probably, I'd probably pick. A, a line that that's inappropriate for a, a public podcast. So I'm, I'm just gonna I'm, I'm gonna defer. Okay, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna defer to the second half on this one. We'll uh, we'll we'll see if we can uh, welcome in Frank Caliendo <laughs> to do a Morgan Freeman impression yeah, or something yeah, for yeah, our yeah. pod and let we him. Need, we need Frank in here. Yeah, something Frank. like he, that. He, would... he can do a better job for me. I'm gonna stay in my lane. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you have my favorite one-two punch. Of minor league teams, I, I can't believe I'm talking oh, yeah. to someone who played for the Montgomery Biscuits and the Durham Bulls. The Durham Bulls. <laughs> yep. I feel very so, lucky. <laughs> Tell me, you still have some of the gear? Come on, I, I do. Yeah, I've got I got hats and uh, a couple couple shirts from from each team. And uh, you know, you're actually you're actually very very right. Um, I, I feel like I've been very fortunate in terms of my uh, minor league locations and fan bases. Like, because those are two, I mean, the Biscuits, that's just a funny name. Like, it just, right. it's, uh, it, it, you know, it may not be as famous, but just like, just like, like, oh, you're playing double A with the Rays. Like, what team do you play for? Uh, the Biscuits? <laughs> and, uh, and, and you kind of get like, you know, when the dog, like, like looks at you with a side head, just like, right. what? Like, and, uh, so that's, that's what people would say. And then, then my next thing would be like, oh, but I play for the Durham Bulls too. And they go, oh yeah, I know them. And, yeah. um, that, that was, that was probably, I mean, if you could draw up where you want to, if you had to play minor league baseball, which, you know, nobody, everybody wants to be in the big leagues, but if you had to play minor league baseball, Durham would probably want to be the top spots. It's just they they sell out every night. They um, you know the before the game rule uh, rule videos is um, you know is Annie you know talking talking uh, as her character from Bull Durham and you know Kevin Costner's there. Like Crash Davis's number is retired. Lelouch is retired. Uh, it's it's just uh, it, it's kind of like the movie, it's, and it's pretty sweet. I'm, I feel very lucky to have played there. Yeah, what what are your memories from that time? Like, what what stands out when you when you think back to playing for them? 
um, two AAA national championship rings is yeah. what is what sticks out. I mean, it's uh, unfortunately, but fortunately, I wasn't there at the end of the year to be able to celebrate with them because I was, uh, you know, I got called up to the big leagues and, and, and changed teams and got traded to the Reds one year. But uh, it was, you know, like 17, I think, 17 and 18 when I was there. That was the first time in pro ball where I really felt like I had gained some tenure in the sport and I felt like I could help lead and and kind of be like a Crash Davis, if you will, yeah. um, for, for that team. And um, whether that actually had, you know, made an impact on it, I think it did. But just being able to help young kids and, and, and work and try and convince them that um, this is a great place to play AAA baseball. And if we're going to be here, why, why, we might as well win. And, and we did. And it was, you know, I, I have nothing but good memories to talk about in Durham, even though it was in the minor leagues, not where you want to be. Durham is an unbelievable place, and I'll have memories there forever. Uh, I hadn't even thought of that. I forgot. Like, not only did you play there, you even played the position. You played Crash Davis's position. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I mean, it, it was the movie realistic when you lived it? Like, it sounds like there was some crossover there. There definitely was some crossover just in terms of, like, you know, familiarity to the movie. So I mentioned the video before the games. Um, the stadium is different. So, the like, the old the old stadium that's in the movie is probably five-minute drive away from the actual park where it is now. Okay. But um, they still have the bull in left field. Um, if, you, if you hit the bull, you get a steak. If you hit the grass below it, you get a salad. Um, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not kidding you. Like, it's literally, like... Like, Wooly Bull is still the mascot. Um, it's still, like, the same colors, same logo. Um, it, it's, I mean, it, it literally is the dream. It's like, I, I love that movie. I think most baseball players love that movie. I don't think we can concoct a rain out like, you know, like right. Kevin Costner did. Um, you know, but, like, the buses are a little bit different. We don't have the star pitcher playing the guitar on the back of the bus, and you know. But um, and we still call each other meat a lot. That's a great line. Like, nice. why do you keep calling me meat? I'm the one driving Porsche. <laughs> did Did you ever hit the ball? I never did. In BP, oh. I did, but not 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 during a game. But no, they, there was there was quite a few guys that hit the ball, and in you know, a home or away. You, if you hit the if you hit the the ball, you get a stake, and uh, <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. They they take good really they really good care of their uh, of their players in Durham. It was it was unbelievably fun. How how does that work, by the way? Because I figure I mean the players are getting meals anyway. Like what what happens? You hit the bowl. Who shows up with the steak? What what what's happening here? Uh, it's it's I can't remember what steakhouse it is, but you get a voucher. Um, Got it. Paid. I think it's paid by the organization, so paid by the bulls, and uh, you know you get. To, I think it might be uh, you might get a hundred bucks to like the, the steakhouse or something like that, and it's it's pretty cool. It's legit. That well really, works. It was really legit. Yeah, yeah, no, we're not thumbing our nose at a uh, free meal, especially when you're in minor leagues. Um, but uh, let's let's hear about the major league journey a little bit. When when you think about yeah. your time in the bigs, as you've mentioned, there have been a number of different jerseys you've put on. What 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 time really stands out in your mind so far? Um, in terms of standing out, I mean, since uh, Cincinnati, I feel like is the place that. I, I kind of 
realized and really believed that I was a, a major league baseball player. Like uh, when, I, when I was with Tampa, you know, I got called up and, and, and it was an amazing experience. Like, you know, getting to the big leagues, like that's a lifelong dream and, and you do it. And uh, like, once you get there, it's like, not, a, it's not enough. Like you, like what's next. And then what's next is staying and making a career and hopefully getting to the point where money isn't even a thing. And you could just focus on winning and losing and just being a part of a team. And, but like, those are, those were tough things to think about when I was, I think I got called up when I was 25 and I'm, you know, I'm still, I'm still learning. Like I'm still, you know, doe eyed in the big leagues because I'm, you know, playing with these guys that, you know, I, I, I look up to and, and, you know, grew up watching and it's just insane. Like I'm catching Derek Jeter is hitting like what? And, um, so it took me a while to, you know, kind of get over the shock and awe of that and just really get comfortable with myself and believe that I'm a good enough player and not just always trying to play catch up and just ball out and just have fun and enjoy where I'm at. I think that's where, um, where, where I got to with Cincinnati. And, and, and since, you know, since I, I started playing there, obviously my, my, uh, my numbers, my, my trajectory has been trending upwards and, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, what the next step is with, uh, with a great organization in the Giants, though. And, and what brought you to the Giants? I don't think we have enough time for that, but uh, <laughs> I'll give you, a, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you some some cliff notes. But yeah. uh, um, man, the the people that's number one. So just like the people that I get to be around, like you know, uh, Kapler was a big selling point. Uh, I got a bunch of buddies, you know, Mike Kishpemski, Evan Longoria. These are all guys that you know, I've, I've played with before, and, and they consider my, you know, good friends. Donnie Ecker is the hitting coach. I played with him in Cincinnati in 2019, and you know, me and him really vibed. And there's, there's just no, there's no sugarcoating around it. Like he is a great reason why the offense in San Francisco did a great job last year. Like he just, he's a great, he's a great hitting coach, and I wanted to, I wanted to be a part of that. But that was. Number one, and then number two probably would be um, getting to go to like a big league city. You know, playing in a big league city, a big market, and and uh, and that beautiful ballpark. I mean, Oracle Park was probably the last. I think it was the last of my thirty parks to go to to check off all of them. And uh, it's kind of ironic. The last one I got to check off and play in is the one that you know I signed with the two years later, just like it. But, uh, I mean, it, it is the best baseball field, in my opinion. It's just beautiful. There's nothing wrong There's nothing wrong with it. But, like I said, I can go on and on about this one. But those are those are two big ones that go to San Francisco. Yeah, that's a fascinating comment, too, because I'm thinking about your, your career. And it's not like these are small cities, but, you know, the Detroit and, and Cincinnati and, and Tampa, you know, here you are, uh, established for a little while, and that's interesting that, that you're still feeling in some sort of a way that uh, maybe there are, I don't know, there are some brighter light opportunities that you haven't had yet. Is that accurate? It's, it's accurate. I mean, uh, I'm based on the numbers and based on when I've been playing uh, against San Francisco in the past, I mean, they're, they're sellouts. There's 40,000 people, 45,000 people in the stands, like, every night, like, I'm not used to that. I'm used to, and this is no knock on Tampa or Cincinnati. It just they just they just don't fill it up like that. Like the, it's it, it rains a lot in Cincinnati. It rains a lot in Tampa. Tampa's Tropicana Field, which is just a nightmare to to begin with. So people don't really 
want to go see the game because of, yeah. you know if you live in Tampa you got to drive to St. Pete to see the game that's a problem but San Francisco the weather's beautiful it's you know it's it's cooler at night it's it's on the bay like you have a good team what else would you want like there's it's just it's 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 art it's, it's literally art in the in the form of a, a baseball field it's awesome I can't wait um, you know, it, it, it's almost as if this this puzzle piece, you and and the Giants, fit so well before it even happened, and you haven't even played a game yet. But everything you've just detailed, yeah. uh, and you've shared this story so well since since your signing. I, I mean, it it just I sort of put it. It feels like a, a good fit, even though there's no evidence yet because there haven't been any games yet. Are are you sort of feeling that same way? I can tell you, I can. I feel really, really comfortable and happy within this organization. Um, you know, changing teams is never, you know, it's never ideal. Like I feel like you, you know, everybody's dream is to play for the same team and just, you know, sail off into the sunset. But for the majority of us, it just doesn't happen that way. So, um, you know, picking up and moving and, and changing teams and meeting new people and and you know that that adjustment period is hard sometimes, but. This 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 change from the Reds to the Giants, it just didn't even feel like a change. It just it felt like a just kind of slid right in and and was like, hey, let's go. I I felt like I knew the entire team already, and it um it, it's it's been really really fun so far. I'm I'm enjoying it and, and can't wait to strap it up on uh, on opening day and, and and help the team whenever I can. So good. And 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 what's it uh, been like to be around Buster Posey this year? He's been. Um, <laughs> he's been amazing. Like, uh, sorry to pause for a second there, because yeah. I'm just trying to, you know, really feel like, like, wow, I haven't, I haven't really reflected on it yet. Just um, how enjoyable it's been getting to know him and, you know, sharing ideas and, and learning and, you know, and, and laughing, you know, our, our, our lockers are very close to each other. And, um, you know, we, we talk every day and it's, uh, it, it's become a, a, a good, a good partnership. Like I'm, Make no mistake, he, I know he's the dude. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's my job to, to pick up the slack wherever, wherever it is and whenever it needs, it needs to be picked up. But, uh, yeah, I feel like we're, we're on the same wavelength in terms of, you know, process and, and, and uh, you know, wanting to win and, and, and calling pitches and getting, getting on the same page with the pitchers. And it's been, it's been really, really good. I think as long as he stays healthy, uh, fans are in for a, a, a great a great resurgence from that guy. Love that, and, and and certainly interesting to hear you talking about getting to know the pitchers. You know, he he'd been away for a while. You've been uh, with another organization, and then so many of these pitchers are new to this organization as well. Some of them because they're just young guys coming up, but that that provides, I would think, an interesting challenge. What's that been like, and, and what are your impressions of the group as a whole? Uh, fortunately, I know a lot of them, which is also a nice um, transition period. You know, between Alex Wood, uh, Anthony Discafani, Tyler Beatty, Aaron Sanchez, Jake McGee, Matt Whistler. I mean, these are all guys, Wandy Peralta, these are, these are all guys that I've caught before. So that's a, a great way of transitioning into a new organization because that's, that's a hard part is, is learning new people and learning how they work and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, really, really excited to catch um, – Webby in a game. I can't wait for that. I caught him a bullpen, and his changeup's ridiculous. Um, 
you know, I, I got a couple more guys I haven't caught. I think I'm catching uh, Moranta tonight, which will be good in the later half of the, the innings. But it's um, it, it's it's been fun. I think there's been some nice turnover in terms of um, you know who they brought in from the pitching side, and you know between you know Bailey and the other coaches. Um, I think we're going to have a, good, a decent recipe for, for success from a pitching side this year. Yeah, you've had some interesting comments about Logan's changeup. And, yeah. and his, his spring numbers speak for themselves. What, what, do you, what do you think we're looking at this year? Um, I mean, I don't want to put too much hype and too much pressure on the guy. I, just, I want him to you know, keep doing what he's doing, and I want him to have confidence in that, that his pitches or that his, you know, his changeup is an elite pitch. And, uh, you know, he's, he's been showing that. I mean, it's kind of one of those things. It's like, all right, we can even tell you it's coming, and you're probably not going to hit it. If you right. do hit it, it's probably going to be weak, weak contact. And uh, it's kind of, you know, identifying a strength and sticking to it and, you know, playing playing the advantage and, and the odds of, of, of that pitch. And uh, uh, Buster's been doing a great job catching him so far, and, and Logan's been awesome in terms of, uh, you know, following his lead and executing him uh, the way that we envision him, him pitching. So, um, you know, spring training is, is great, and, you know, we just want that to translate into the regular season as well. And if he keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to give us a great chance to win baseball games. Sure. Uh, what else, man? Who who uh, who are you off the field? You're such an easy personality to uh, to talk to. Is that is that who you are? Are you, like, a pretty social person? How would you describe yourself? Uh, it depends. It depends on where I'm at. Um, I, I'm a pretty introverted guy, actually. I think I just am able to pick my pick my times to, you know, use the energy and, 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 and talk and things like that. Like, I play a game and then, you know, come back and recharge and, and uh, like, I need my alone time for sure. But at the same time, I – you know, I like I like talking to people. I, uh, it's uh, it, it's easy. It's easier for me. Um, you know, over the years, it didn't used to be easy, and a lot of that was just kind of understanding that I like who I am, and uh, I don't mind sharing it with people as long as they, you know, are receptive and they want to learn. But it's uh, it, it's I'm, I'm kind of a quiet guy, but you know, I pick my battles to, to when I really want to, um, you know, show off. I guess you will. Thanks so much for listening to Inside Giant Moments, presented by T-Mobile. Don't forget to give us a rating and a review, and share this episode with your friends and family. To make sure you never miss these exclusive conversations each week, subscribe and follow the Inside Giant Moments podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.